you enjoy this podcast and want to swear eternal allegiance with your money, please go to patreon.com slash shadow. That is patreon.com slash S-H-A-D-E-A-U-X. Now, please experience the content. This is space. This is the final frontier. These are the cases before the court. Its mission, legislate strange new crimes, seek out new perpetrators and new defendants, to jurisprudently go where no law has gone before. This is The People vs. Star Trek Voyager. The People vs. Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of no one. For the defense. Commander Matthias Zapp, Spurlock, Starfleet Pro Bono Legal Fund. Prosecution. Ultra Magnus Secretario to the Rear Admiral John Q. Continuum Esquire. Judge. The Honorable Midnightian Later. May it please the court, case on the docket is 203 Projections. Stardate 48892.1. Original air date 91195. Order in the court. As is well known to all here, these proceedings are being broadcast to a Romulan officer named Pardek. So I expect a civil tone and a consummate air of professionalism. No rancor, no ribaldry, and not even a sniff of the lemongrass. The question before the court is this. Is Star Trek Voyager a misunderstood gem or just plain, tawdry garbage? Now your opening arguments. Keep them brief. Your Honor, I will indeed be brief. The Doctor and Lieutenant Broccoli together. I tell you, there hasn't been a pairing this fantastic since Darmark and Gelard at Tanagra. And Johnny Frakes at the helm, oh my, what a great combination. Who could possibly not capitalize on such a talented team? Oh wait, Bren- Brennan Braga wrote this episode, Dear Space Jesus, help us. Your Honor, this should have been an easy one. By Riker's beard, I tell you truthfully that all the pieces were there. But it seems that we've been braggered once again. And projections fall short of its potential and is indeed garbage. Thank you. Commander Spurlock. Your Honor, I need not land any rhetorical backflips to defend this episode. It is a confident, competent piece of storytelling that makes a centerpiece out of Voyager's best character and gives a well-executed guest spot to the next generation's 18th best character. Nested reality episodes are scattered throughout the Star Trek library, and this one is right up there, just beneath the best of them. Now the evidence will be presented in the format agreed upon by the Fairfax Addendum to the Kittimer Accords. Audio recordings of three white guys interrupting each other. Play the holocron. Projection. Projection. 
projections. <laughs> God. <laughs> so a solid cold open. I did like the cold open. Yeah. I did like it. Yes. It, it, it leaves you going to the credits thinking, what has happened what here? Is... Where is everybody? Why are they not on the ship? No, yeah. e- exactly. I was like, okay, it's a doctor open. And then you get the, the ship is empty. And then I was like, uh-oh. Is this it, one in Beverly Crush episodes? Yeah, no, I was. I was like, <laughs> I wish, I wish. It's Picardo's time to shine. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like they didn't over overload the cold open because sometimes they have that tendency of making the cold open a mini so three scenes long. Yeah, um, or the one weird one we had that was four seconds. You yes. know, there's a sweet spot, and I think this cold open. Hits yeah, I think the sweet it hits spot. it. It hits it. Um, so yeah, so they jump right to the credits. I'm already. I'm on board. I'm ready for adventure. I yeah. want to know what's going on. I love Love the doctor. I was like, ooh, Let's. a mystery. And this time, because I have a tendency to not pay attention to the credits, but this time I did see special guest star that Barkley is going to be on the episode. And I was like, yes. You got your snack in advance. I missed this it this time. time. Right? I yes. Was, yes. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch it this I time. I was very excited. I did not know how he was. G- Admittedly, I kind of wished I didn't know that was coming because that kind of guided me towards certain thoughts about sure. the episode. Yeah. I think I would have liked kind of being more like, what's, what's going on? Um, but I did see him and I was very excited and was even more excited when he finally shows up. So, uh, so after the credits, uh, the ship is jacked like we're very, we're basically learning things as the doctor learns them yeah sensors down they're on emergency power emergency power there's been some sort of order to abandon ship he can't really get any information outside of sick bay and then he has a great line about well no one even bothered to say goodbye yeah i, I like that because <laughs> he, he does a nice job of showing a growing sense of panic as he's asking questions to the computer and realizing everybody's gone i don't yeah. know where they, they all had to abandon ship i don't know where they went half the ship's not working and then in you know typical doctor fashion and he diffuses that with deadpan, which is his solution to everything in the end, right? Well, oh, yeah. nice of them to say goodbye. But it, the pacing of it is, is, and in fact, I think this whole segment is shot pretty well. Yeah. Lots of tight shots mm-hmm. on his face. It's dark. And I didn't realize that Frakes directed this one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's uh, this, proven himself to be a competent director of episodic television throughout yeah. the course of his career. So, Well, I think this was also the his, like, his audition episode for First Contact. Oh, interesting. So I think this episode yeah. got him that movie. Oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. First yeah. Contact is my favorite of the TNG movies, yeah. which, you know, it doesn't have a lot of competition, but it's still <laughs> my favorite. It's still in the top spot one way or the other. Yeah, uh, yeah. I also like the moment where he says, well, and he sits down and is basically getting ready to shut himself off. He's leaving yeah. a log if anyone discovers him, which is yeah. a very logical thing to do. Uh, but then here is like a banging, a banging and a beating on the door. Uh, and then I did have the question. He like hides, like he immediately like ducks down and I'm like, what are you? Why are you hiding? Like I, also, I also was like, I think they kind of just gave um, uh, Robert Picardo a lot of yeah. free reign in this. And there's like, ah, it's funny, whatever. Leave it <laughs> Make in. this your own, Robert. Yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Have as much fun as you want. Sure. Uh, so Torres comes in. And she immediately starts telling him, like, okay, we had, there was a thing. There was a space thing. The Kazon. Kazon. Ambushed us. Uh, yeah. Ambushed us. Just me and Janeway are still on the ship. Um, and then I immediately was like, okay, is my first reaction to what is going on? I was like, is this a test? 
because everything they're telling him is very like, okay, right. we're putting you in these scenarios. Right. Here is the fail condition of these scenarios. This sure. is the, they give him the hollow death rules. Like, okay, don't go near, you'll be able to go to these other parts of the ship, but don't go near these types of energies because yeah. that'll dissipate you. And also like, it's like every scenario he's put in seems very designed to like test him in yeah. a very specific way. She, like She seems very... Um, prepared to shoot down any simple solution. He's like, well, why don't you just do this? Oh, no, we tried that. Won't work. Why don't you do this? That won't work either. Believe me. So I initially was thinking like, okay, this is going to be revealed at the end of the episode that this is literally a training sequence that he's running on himself. Right. Like this is like some sort of readiness thing where like I need to put myself in all these situations to see if I can solve them without knowing that I'm being tested. Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt like something was up. It's he, fishy, he, he, obviously. It's fishy and you know you're watching he, a Star Trek episode, so you know that what you're... Well, he uses you know, a tricorder and... Sh- it doesn't sh- work. It doesn't work on her. Yeah, the um, whole thing with the tricorders not working, I was like, okay, so that would be part of the test. He doesn't have access to the tricorders. He only has what he has in his brain. I guess that makes sense if, you think, if you're he, thinking about that He way. can't just super technology man his way out of right, this. Yeah, right, right, right. Also, Torres looked a little weird to me. Is that just me? Is that just... Am I, am I, just, uh, I didn't notice that, but like I don't want to invalidate her, your... Her hair... Forehead, her hair, whole situation. Was the hairline a little higher than usual? Maybe, yeah. The the wig. (laughs) Am I crazy? There was one thing. Well, if we want to talk about noticing things, make us seem crazy. uh, At the end of this scene, you know, she says, "Oh, I've got to do a science thing on the keyboard here to set this up for you." And he's like, "Okay, do it." And she goes, "Well, okay, but it'll take about twenty minutes." And then they just do a time time lapse to twenty minutes later, and he's standing in a slightly different position. And she's like, "Okay, done," and they move on. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen Torres do all kinds of sophisticated. Yeah, you yeah. know, rejiggering of things by being like, boop, boop, boop. Okay, that's finished. Why did we have this? It did not impair my enjoyment of the episode, but I just want to know what was the thought process. I beside- think it's a joke. Like, I think a lot of, there's a lot of in, a lot of weeks yeah. in this episode of like, was it a joke? they've established <laughs> that when she tells you this is how long it takes, that is how long it takes. Yeah. There 20 is no- minutes. Okay. So okay, audience. Show that 20 time mi- lapse. 20 minutes Fade out, fade in time lapse for 20 minutes. I, I mean, to- yeah. Didn't piss me off. I just no, laughed at it. I wondered just, what the story was there. Uh, okay, so he then she uh, trans she uh, transfers him to the bridge. He has a good line about it. it's bigger than I thought, mm. which I felt was like a, a maybe of, a slight Doctor Who reference. Tardis reference. Yeah, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I thought that as well. Love it. Yeah. Um, and this, and I was like, you're 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 pushing all the right buttons. Episode, mm. old Brandon. Like I also saw that Brandon Braga wrote this episode, which I was which normally is a dangerous sign. For Voyager episodes, I'm like, it's always a danger sign. He's never going to follow us on Twitter if you guys keep talking about him like this. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just honestly reacting <laughs> to his work. He did a good job on this when one. When he starts following us on Twitter, I'll start being nice. They will be like, Brandon Braga, Brandon genius Bar- of a generation. Genius. genius. Love it. Everything he does, gold. Um, <laughs> so uh, We can be bought with a Twitter follow. That's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Just uh, one, not even a bunch. <laughs> just literally one. You don't even have to. You don't even have to retweet or share. Or just no. Just know. We know that you're listening. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but then this is when I was like, okay, this is definitely a test because the whole thing of the tricorder didn't work, and he had to figure out how to help her without the tricorder, and also diagnose her without the tricorder. It just yeah. felt very like this is a test. This is a test that he's. And then the next bit of when Neelix calls in and needs help in the mess hall, I was like, oh, this is level two. He has passed level one. Now he's on to level two. Well, level two is going to save Janeway first. Two. Yeah, so he stabilizes Janeway. I, it, I noticed it. Lo- I rewound it to, to see if I could. I could tell, but the the first body that he checks, you know, of course, combat medic guy starts checking bodies to see if they have a pulse. Yeah. The first one I 
think is Harry. It's a gold uniform so. with his so sort too. of wavy black. The face is so oh, looking the other that. way, which is I if that's so Harry, too. his lack of response, his lack of emotional reaction to the death of a senior bridge officer is uh, is sort of alarming. He's just sort of like, oh, yeah, you know. And then there's another dead guy slumped over Meh. the console. He's like, whatever. I mean, it's all, about, it's all about triage. 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 Sure. Yeah. Um, so so, uh, so I'm still thinking that this is some sort of weird test simulation that yes. he's in. So then he goes to the mess hall, and then, of course, there's a live Kazon. And this is when I was like, okay, this is definitely not real. Like, right. I know no. this is not real, because the idea that there's one Kazon fighter in the mess hall with a gun, I was like, this is his action test. And then Neelix, yeah. Neelix is doing stuff. Miss me. Yeah. yeah. I do want to give a huge shout-out. I mean, we're going to be just gushing over Robert Picardo. Yeah. But that bit where he like flips through the bulkhead space <laughs> is so silly. Like it's such a like, I'm going to use this space in a way that no one else would or could or should. Right. Really. I just want to applaud him for that <laughs> ridiculous. Like I'm hiding through the bulkhead. No, 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 no. It's like, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, okay. So then he helps, he distracts the guy and then Neelix uh, does his clown bit, which does I guess clown as bit. much as I hated it, I thought, well, he is the clown. Like mm. classically, that is the role he plays in yes. this larger piece that is Voyager. So this, Having him in this capacity, even with the cheese ball, miss me line and all this, it at least makes sense, yeah, even if I didn't yeah. enjoy it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I could do without it, but. He's playing his part. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have the, they have all the hijinks about my best saute pan no. and the blood that's ketchup and all the thing. But I'm like, okay, whatever. Do your Neelix things. But then, oh, then yes. they realize that the doctor is bleeding. Yeah. Yes. And that's like, what? What is happening? Indeed, and he gets tr he has to be brought back to sick bay so he can check his program or whatever. And he does have the like, like, oh, it looks superficial. Uh, I guess it's a, uh, I don't know what to do. Uh, that's where they put in a commercial break right there, where he's trying to figure out what's going on with yeah. his program. Right. Uh, and then when they come back is where the the episode definitely turns into wackadoo fun times. Um, because he basically realizes that he feels pain and he immediately starts investigating with the computer that there is no hologram program on file. And this is in my, in my notes. All right. What the fuck is happening? Like, I was like, <laughs> what, what is happening? Which is what the too. doctor would have written in his notes. I wrote at that, that moment, too. I was like, what have. is happening? Is this whole thing a hologram? Yeah. And That's then when I started thinking that I couldn't remember have, has the name of his the guy he's based on, the Louis yes. Zimmerman, has that been mentioned before? They've said his name. Okay, I think in passing, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And think, also in that, Deep Space Nine, right? That was the character, because, you know, if you think back to Deep Space Nine when they were first uh, coming up with the, the... Originally, Bashir was going to be the model for the EMH. Mm -hmm. And they show up, they run a lot of scans on him, and that's how they find out Bashir's secret that he was genetically altered as a child, which, ah. of course, is illegal, and... Uh, ever since the eugenics wars. And so he can't be the model Starfleet medical officer. Uh, and so Zimmerman right, was also Robert Picardo playing the guy who came to interview him and scan him mm -hmm. to make him into the EMH. Um, and I guess the idea is that he just ended up using himself <laughs> as the model. That's after, funny. After I, did, I, did not, fell off. I remember that episode where they find out that he's a, a weird gene project or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I didn't remember that that's what, how they found out. Um, so yeah, and then Janeway comes in and then he's doing all the bits with the, uh, I can scan myself and I'm appearing as human, but then he's scanning everyone else and I'm like, everyone else is a hologram. And I was like, 
But in a, I was very, for those of you who can't see what I'm doing, who are listening to the podcast. That's true. That's I'm doing like a weird grinding thing and yeah. like waving my hands like a gear that can't it's, turn. It's the recognized international signal for confused amusement. Yeah, like in a good way, but yeah. in a good way. Like I was yeah. very like pleased. Like I don't know what's happening, and I really want to know. And but in a good way, but not in a, like this is confusing because it's bad or poorly told. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I don't, I, I don't know what's happening, and I yeah. hope they tell me soon. Um, so um, that this is when we get our special guest star, Reg, old Reg, freaking Barclay, Lieutenant Barclay. I was super happy to see him. I I will freely admit it. Like once you give me Barkley as the special guest star, sure, old Broccoli, I was like, you're gonna have to work really hard to fuck this up. <laughs> It'd be larger. hard not to stick the landing yeah. on this. Like, yeah. I I love him. He's great. He works great with Robert Picardo. Yeah. Um, I love his character in TNG. I know he gets made fun of a lot, but I loved. I remember being a kid watching TNG oh, I did too. and seeing somebody who could become a Starfleet officer and be, I mean, he was good at his job. He's a talented engineer, yeah. as was proven, without having to be this perfect paragon of a human being who handles everything mm-hmm. with effortless grace. He has anxiety. He's addicted to the holodeck. He's scared of girls, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he has all this yeah. long list of problems that, that most regular people walking around have. Maybe yeah. not so much holodeck addiction, but, you know. Yeah, man, um, well. Yeah, <laughs> you never who, know. If yeah, we had know. it. They don't talk about it much. People have internet addiction. I guess that's probably the modern day uh uh, equivalent to that, but uh, yeah, I liked him in TNG, I, and I was—I thought it was cool to see him because he wasn't really featured prominently in the TNG films, you know, besides mm-hmm. the scene here and there. So I was happy to see him getting some screen time here. Yeah, I was super excited to see him, and he's very good in the rest of the episode. Yes, he's—he becomes legitimately frightening by the end of the episode, which I don't think I've seen that actor do. Even though they have the weird TNG episode where he becomes like the, the mega brain or whatever. Yeah, or the one where he becomes the hybrid spider monster. Yeah. I do remember that one. That was a good one. <laughs> um, but, uh, but just all in his, his acting and performance. Um, and so like so they've just upended the apple cart for me. I'm like, wait, okay, so it's not a test. What's right. happening? And then like all the tumblers spin and we land on, which I was a little like, oh, okay. So this is sort of the rev- the insane asylum, reverse insane asylum. You're you're crazy. You're like, you have gone mad. Everything you've seen was a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that Riker episode. It's like that episode of Buffy as well. Yeah. Most gen- most genre shows do this type the of episode. The Riker episode where he's like doing a play and like. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Which sure. is it? You know why? You know why you know that episode? Because Brian Brecker wrote that episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. The man is stealing from himself. Well, <laughs> I, I think you could say he did a good Can job you plagiarize on plagiarize yourself? Can you plagiarize yourself? Maybe that's why so this episode works is because he'd already had a dry run yeah. on it. Let um, me fix those little problems. All right. So I was like, oh, okay. So we're, we're doing this now, which I was a little like, I, I kind of like, because I love that feeling of like, I have no idea what's going on. And I'm always a little sad when that feeling goes away. And they waited longer than I thought, to their credit. I think this is a good thing. This this is like act three when they finally reveal mm-hmm, this. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. so they have, they've given you enough time to get swept up in the fake plot yes. a little bit before they finally say, okay, no, this is more sort of what's happening. Sometimes Star Trek, and not just in Voyager, but in other Star Treks as well, they're in a little bit too much of a hurry to show you what's actually going on. So you right. get a cold open where you're like, what? And then five minutes in, oh no, we've explained everything. Just Here's enjoy watching the rest of this. Jour. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but as I said, once they've sort of locked on the rails of that trope, 
I was like, okay, I'm on board. Uh, so Barclays talks about that he's studying the psychological impact of long-term isolation on himself. Um, <laughs> and I think they Which throw is totally a thing and someone would do. Oh, you you can't get approved by the ethics board to conduct a, uh, something like a research like that on another human subject. So you probably have to test it on yourself. I mean, yourself. they could volunteer. <laughs> they, they're so we have prisoners for, right? That's right. Um, and uh, I did really enjoy, um, especially when he starts talking about, oh, this is when they start uh, playing around with time and jumping around where the doctor starts talking about, oh, this is my first appearance on Voyager. Which I was like, haha, because that's a very TV term. But literally, because he's a hologram, he appears. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he would have a first appearance yeah. on Voyager. They also, by my count, they've now invented four different forms of fake radiation on the show. Yes. This time it's kinoplasmic. Yeah. We've had the weird cloud radiation that was like cumulonimbistus. <laughs> I don't remember what the others oh, were. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's always something. Yeah, kinoplasmic radiation. Not <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate they flash back to Harry Kim being a dumbass and handing him the wrong yeah. tricorder. Yeah, when oh. they jump back to Caretaker... <laughs> I like that part. Yeah. When he's back in caretaker land, yeah. and, but he's like, no, wait, wait, this is stupid. I know what's going on here. Why, why is this guy such a jerk? You know? He, I, I do like when he totally deletes Tom and Harry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, plays- ha- we have established that there are now, because basically, I feel like a lot of uh, genre shows do this, where they want to question their own fiction. They mm-hmm. want to present you with an alternate rationale for an, an, an alternate conceit for the entire show. And this is it kind of like you can view Voyager as its own show or now going forward, you can kind of think like, or what if Reg was telling the truth? What if Reg was telling the truth? <laughs> this is yeah. all just a simulation designed by Barkley. And that explains a lot about season one. Absolutely. all I'm going to say. I could explain away a lot of inconsistencies yeah. with that. Hey, it was just a glitch in the Matrix, baby. Yeah, I know. It happens. Uh, I also love that that uh, apparently Paris was based on my cousin Frank. <laughs> so I think we start calling Tom Paris I also like the, uh, the tumorous gross on your chest line where he's like, wait, we've just been swept away to another part of the galaxy. He goes, yes, and you're developing tumorous gross on your chest. Paris is like, what? what? Oh, I'm sorry. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they have a lot of fun good. with that. Yeah, that's good. a good scene. Um, that's cute. But basically, in those couple so- short scenes with Barkley, we basically establish the, the parameters of the rest of the episode. Like, okay, you're going to die. This kinoplasmic radiation is cooking your brain. It's going to oxidize your brain. Yeah, right. Um, you need to, we, we need to get you out. We can't get you out. The only way to get you out is to end the simulation. And the only way you end the simulation is to destroy the ship. Yeah. Like that fixes everything. Yeah. And so I'm like kind of like, oh, okay, okay. So w- is so I'm like okay so he's in some sort of simulation clearly yeah. but I'm still confused because he's reading as human but mm-hmm. I, so I don't know what's real anymore or does anyone so so I'm starting to think like okay is this going to be like there's some alien intelligence that has controlled the doctor yeah. and is getting him to destroy the ship in the real world right. or what yeah I'm so something like that something like that so they do the quick bit where they go down to engineering and he deletes Janeway. Well, he tries to delete Janeway. <laughs> oh, he tries yeah. to delete Janeway. Well, he's yeah. like, yeah, you're about, you're all about to get abducted by the caretaker or, or Banjo Man. Well, I had made a note about that because I don't remember them ever calling him Banjo Man they, in Caretaker. They, they, they did? They, they don't call him that 
on screen in the credits he's listed as banjo okay man. because i know we called him banjo man and banjo god and stuff like yeah, that yeah. But it, it, but the, it shook yeah. me when he said when he referred to him or as you might call him banjo man in the it's it's a it's a gag in the credits he's listed as banjo i banjo thought man. we willed that back into the timeline i mean somehow. that could be we can't be sure it wasn't in there originally it was another one of those very very wink wink moments yes. of the script which i was like all right i'm having a good time i'll allow yeah, it absolutely yeah um, and so they're basically getting, so that all that happens with the caretaker shenanigans. And then they finally get warped away to caretaker theoretically in the timeline. And then the other moment we're like, okay, let's destroy the warp core. This will destroy the ship. Uh, then he says, but if, and I do think they did a great job of writing the doctor of his logical, like, how do I know? I need to know that what I'm doing is right. That, right. that I am who I think I am, that what is real, like what is reality is sort of the question. Like when you don't know what's real, how do you know how to act? How, what choices to make that kind of thing. But then we get Chakotay is the one they send oh, hey. into the matrix to talk <laughs> yeah. to him. The only one who can talk him down. The guy that we haven't seen interacting with the doctor Ever. really at all. Ever. Previously. It would have made a lot more sense to send Paris or Kess. Yeah. Real Kess. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have we have we met wife cast yet? We're about to. Yeah, okay, we're about I'm sorry. Just okay. About I'm, to. I'm, I'm a little out of order here. Um, and so I was like, Chakotay is who we sent? Okay, whatever. Could Probably a contractual he thing. needed to be in the episode. needed to be in the episode. Yeah. He did fine. It was just a little like, we're going to send in Chakotay, okay? Oh, I'm okay. the good guy. I'm good, good Chakotay. Um, and uh, but th- th- that's when we get to, they, they bring in, I have someone here to talk to you. It's really important you listen. And it's Kess Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, plot twist, human kiss, and, and this now things get complicated because we're tapping into the doctor's desire to be a real boy. Yes, to the extent that he has that desire, that he's interested in exploring his yeah. humanity. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that that seems to be like they and they 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 express it like directly. Like, are you a real person or are you a hologram? Like we the this psychosis this illusion yeah. wants you to accept that you're real and destroy the ship so you'll be free to be real and then everyone else like Chakotay and the people on the real ship are like no 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 you're a hologram you need to accept that or he asked him what would you rather be which is interesting when he changes at first he's just saying hey you're real you're real and then he's like yeah okay whatever but wouldn't you rather be real which is which is a not insignificant change in the wording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say, we're not talking about what you are. Now Now it's almost like he's tempting him. Now we're saying, forget what you are. Yeah. What would you rather be? Yeah. Right. Uh, Reg does a good shift into Mephistopheles mode. Yeah, yeah. They're at the end of the episode. I also want to give a shout out. I don't know if this is intentional or like a subtle thing from uh, the director, but they directed Chakotay to be extremely stiff Everywhere he moved was very. I, I refer to it as PS2 Chakotay animations. <laughs> he was like move on, yeah. sit, kneel. Which I was like, oh, if he's he literally another projection, yeah. he wouldn't have as fine a control. Right. I don't know if they thought of that, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Okay, so they he basically decides to not destroy the ship, and he just he just kind of um, gets brain fried. And he's like, I just wanted to tell you, I wanted to tell you that you're beautiful. And then we're back in sick bay. I wake up in sick bay. Where he's looking into real Kess's mm-hmm. eyes and says, That you're beautiful. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Man, that was crazy. We're glad we got you out of there. Do to do. Uh, and then he get, and the doctor gets up and then immediately starts working on some like slides or something. Yeah. Um, and I will give him a shout out where this fake out faked me out. Yeah, that was 
Like it was well done. <laughs> like where like she's like, so you thought I think I'm beautiful? He's like, no, I just I was just saying that. Because I think we're working towards the big like ho snarf moment. I fell for it until she was like, until she said, so you don't think I'm beautiful? And I was like, oh wait, she would. Nope. I think well, I made it she, one more line past that yeah, where but, she starts like sobbing. Yeah. Because when she said that, I thought, oh, she's messing with him. Yeah, she's yeah. messing think, with him. And then, like you said, when she starts to cry, I was like, yeah, yeah. Inception, we thought we were out. We're still possibly yeah. multiple layers. In exactly. And I was layers. like, he's not awake. He's not awake. And then and then they brought out that fisheye lens to let you know Ooh, it's real. Everything's crazy <laughs> now. <laughs> and they were like, Mr. Frakes, I don't know if we should use the fisheye lens. He's like, damn it, I'm Riker. Give me the fisheye. Fisheye it up. So, okay. So, like I said, I, like, I enjoy, I really enjoyed the episode, but I have to give them the credit. Like, they faked me out. Yeah. I thought I thought he was out of the dream. He was not out of the dream. You bastards. You got me. And props uh, to the director. We, you know, we have fun with Jonathan Frakes. But, pro, I mean, that's a direction thing in my mind. Yes. That is when not on can, the page. No. When you, can, like, when you can pace that appropriately, yeah. stage that shot appropriately to where we're all thinking, like you said, that we're building to the last big laugh. Yeah, we're the last credits two minutes of the roll. episode. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Got me. You got me, freaks. Um, <laughs> so then we get to the real last scene of the episode, which is very good, uh, especially for uh, any Dr. Cast shippers. Sure. Okay, <laughs> me. Um, what about when the doctor, he, he when he's in fisheye freakout mode, there's a corpse on the table on the bio bed, and he runs over to it, and all of a sudden it's, it's him in a golden rod uniform. With Janeway's voice. And then it voice. has Janeway's voice. <laughs> and I was like, what that the was hell is happening? up. That was just Frakes being like, I'm going to give you one more disturbing image it before was we let things actually you, go back. You know, I blocked so that. Disturbing. I totally blocked that. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you the YouTube clip oh, so good. you can okay. re-engage with it. Um so they have a cute little moment where she's like, so we were married in your weird, like, dream? And he's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what? she's like, well, Neelix would be very jealous, but that'll just be our secret. And I was like, whoa. Keeping secrets Pull from Neelix That's how it starts. I wonder how many secrets we have mm-hmm. here in the sick bay. So uh, are you saying that Neelix has cause to be jealous? Don't ruin this for me. Um, so yeah then we get the sort of the wrap up that was he basically went into the to the it was Janeway's idea to like as always it turned out it was a holodeck episode yeah where he was going in to like just have a a break and then some weird radiation the kinoplasmic radiation hit right and it created a feedback loop with his internal programming basically like it was uh, his mind attempting to which honestly kind of i wish it kind of makes sense that the first part kind of felt like a test yeah. like a diagnostic almost yeah. Yeah. and then it started to delve deeper yeah. and deeper yeah, into yeah. his cascades psyche. from there um and so yeah like he i felt like he learned something or at least is aware <laughs> he has deeper issues that he needs to deal with and i i like that feeling that we explored something that was left very unresolved. <laughs> yeah, he, he has a tortured relationship with reality, right? He's not sure where he fits in on the spectrum of reality. Mm-hmm. Or the things the things around him are real, he accepts that, but how real is he in relation to those? So this is sort of a very sort of in-your-face, almost ham-fisted way for them to play that out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's a good story, I think, for the most part. Like you said, they don't resolve anything 100% at the end, but you just see a little more into the doctor. They even cycle. have the inception moment where he sticks his hand out the door. Yeah. Uh, and I was it's like, the oh, top gonna spin if, if you forever. Just cut it before, he was like, if he was like, 
I'm happier not knowing. Yeah. You know, or something like just that. Just go to black right <laughs> as his hand is reaching for the bulkhead. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we don't yeah. get to know. So he knows, but we don't get to know. Yeah, because then it leaves open the possibility for the whole rest of the show could all just be a simulation. Yeah. And they could come back to it if they wanted. But but obviously, the, the law of the status quo must return. I, I do find it hilarious that... Barkley was a part of the original engineering team. Like, not that, but that his job was testing his interpersonal skills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the military for you. What? <laughs> yeah, that's government work. Um, grief. I was. I, I had a note earlier, too, where Barkley's lecturing him about, uh, you can't just live inside a hologram for too long. That's not good. You don't want to yeah. get too attached. He's, oh, that's rich coming from you, Reg. Yeah. Go run your Three Musketeers fantasy for the 18,000th right. time. <laughs> uh, so... That's my que- one of my questions coming out of this. Like, so is that because this all happened in a weird simulation in his brain? Yes. So is that canon that Barkley actually did help develop the EMH? Do you want to know? Because we can tell you. We oh, can tell you. Oh, no. We can give you just a little morsel. We can tell you a little. Tell him a little. That's fine. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Let's just say. Yes, Barkley. <laughs> let's, let's just say yes. Let's just say okay. this. That's all I wanted to know. It's, well, it's really not just the EMH. It it really is the the ship, the the Voyager Intrepid class program. You're shitting me. Not well. He's not. I don't want you. Barkley. He's just is on the, the author team. of our pain. <laughs> he's, he's he was on the years. team. Hey, he was, biomimetic gels seem like a good idea to me. I mean, All right, Reg. Yeah, sure, Reg. Hey, you were on the Enterprise. I mean, you kind of sucked, but you, you have know. this really amazing reference letter from Captain Picard, Admiral Picard. <laughs> Admiral Picard. So now, yeah. I guess we're gonna do it. it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> he was involved in the the. In development of the Intrepid class ships okay. uh, on the team. That's so. cool. I, well, I'm hoping they He's, just have excuses to bring that actor back because I like him. There's a reason he would be somewhere in the holographic logs right. for mm-hmm. the doctor's broken brain to access, you know. Well, final thoughts? Um, I don't know. I liked it. I, I wish – maybe my only gripe is I wish that uh, Reg had been more – Reg-like in the beginning, like more neurotic and more like more like we we know him to be. He's growing, man. I, He's been working with, um, oh my god, what's her name? The counselor Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so, I think it would have been more. <laughs> int- I think it would have been a better sort of twist when he, you know, when he switches, you know, to the bad guy later on. Um, yeah, but that's you know a very minor grape. No, I really enjoyed this one. I mean, like I said, I think it's very competently paced and executed. Obviously, like you said, we we gush over Robert Picardo, but rightfully so. He's excellent. Every time they hand him the keys in any almost any episode, he does good things with it. And so having him as a centerpiece here makes it an enjoyable episode. Um, I don't have any major complaints about this one, which is not to say that it's perfect. I could get ticky-tacky and talk about things. We pointed out a few of those along the yeah. way. But for the most part, I yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's the the first, str- what, I guess we're three episodes into season two now. I think it's a lot, it's the first strong episode of season two to me because I know we were sort of, nah, on the previous two. So Well, I think it's, this is technically, was originally in season one. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was part of that, the last four of season one. Yeah. But. Yeah. As we established in the season finale, what's in season two is in season two, That's and right. what's in season one is in season one, right? <laughs> but I will, I will As say, I was told many times, right, right. I will say that it's a 
uh, like props to Jonathan Frakes. It is a well-directed episode. So. It's pro- it's probably the best one so far, I would say. Yeah, I'm definitely in agreement. An agreement. I'm an uh, agreement. I'm an agreement. <laughs> um, no, I mean, once you give me any sort of like meta-textual thing to like stick in my brain, also like, what is real? Is this real? What level of real is it? I mean, as long as you like present that halfway competently, like I'll do the rest of the work for you. Don't worry. And then you throw me, you know, um, throw me uh, Barkley as a bonus. You're already, you're already, you're ahead of the game out of the gate on this episode. But no, I agree. It was like, it was well-written, well-executed. Like I said, I wish, I kind of wish they'd left it just that tiny little, little Little crack where this could be. Yeah. The top wobbling at the last shot of Inception, yeah, right? Exactly. It looks like it's going to fall over, but you don't know for sure. Because n- thinking that all of them are just simulations designed by Reg explains <laughs> everything. A lot. It's true. Ex- it, it, but my, that would mean we could just like park the podcast, honestly. So, oh, well, it's just a simulation. But, uh, Barkley fucked it up again. What are did, you going to do? Did the whole scene when they're standing next to the warp core and Barkley's trying to convince him to destroy it so he could be free for some reason started to remind me of the star child trying to convince Shepard to pick an ending at the end of mass effect three. Mm-hmm. I don't know why something about the aesthetic of it with the glowing <laughs> core in the background right, or right. something, except in this one, the red ending would be the wrong one. Whereas in mass effect, the red ending is very clearly the right and only, yes, it is the only acceptable ending. Please add us. Yes, if you please. Disagree. No, I'm happy to argue with you about this. <laughs> we can get into that. Happy to argue with it on Twitter. <laughs> well, all right. The good citizens of the jury have reviewed the evidence. Gentlemen, your closing arguments. Your Honor, projections is garbage. In classic Braga fashion, we have an episode that should work well. But instead we get someone who is really Barkley only in name. All those neurotic tendencies and character quirks that would have made his interactions with the doctor quite good were stripped away for some reason. It literally could have been anyone else, and if you aren't going to fully utilize Lieutenant Reginald Barkley to the fullest, it should have been someone else. I know, I know. There are a few clever lines and fun moments. Who hasn't wanted to delete Harry Kim from time to time? But that's it. That's what Brandon Braga does. That's all he does. Do you like half-baked ideas? Then I have the perfect episode for you. Thank you. Commander Spurlock. Your Honor, Projections is a triumph. It is the best Doctor-centric episode in the first two seasons of Voyager, the second best reality-within-a-reality episode filmed in 1995, and the fifth best Reg Barclay episode in the entire Star Trek canon. If I'm stuck in a holodeck simulation where all episodes of season two are this good, Chakotay can piss right off because I want to stay here. Minus the fake radiation is slowly killing me with sinus headaches part. Ultimately, the fate of this voyage is up to you good beings on the jury. But it is my august responsibility to make judgment based on the evidence and argument placed before the court today. After reviewing it all, I hereby decree that Case 203, Projections, is good. These verdicts cannot be appealed. They are final and irrevocable within this quadrant, space-time continuum, and county. Court adjourned.
The People vs. Star Trek Voyager is recorded in front of no one. Space Judge Midnightian Later is played by Derek Adams. The Prosecution, Ultra Magnus Secretario to the Rear Admiral, John Q. Continuum Esquire, is played by Jonathan Sparks. The Defense, Commander Matthias Zap Spurlock, is played by Josh Darnell. All episodes of Star Trek Voyager are presumed good until proven garbage. radio presentation. For more excruciating action, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you seek podcast content.